Well, hey, welcome everybody to Black Hawk Church. Uh, if I haven't had a chance to meet you uh, at all sites and venues, people online here in the room, my name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and uh, we're so glad that you were joining us. Hope that for any of you who are in the Dane County area, uh, you got out to enjoy the weather this past weekend. Um, and uh, I feel like I have to take credit for the fact that weather is turning tomorrow. I did put my snowblower away and took the scrapers out of our cars. Anyone else this weekend, you pulled that off? Yeah, it's our fault. So... Get ready. Welcome to Wisconsin. So, but, uh, and it's so good to be able to be here. Welcome to all sites and venues that are joining us right now. Sorry if you put your scrapers and your snowblowers away. And any of you who are joining us online who don't need one, we don't really like you all that much right now. So, <laughs> um, it is, uh, it's great to have a chance to be together. Hey, and a special shout out actually to our Blackhawk Chinese ministry, our BCM ministry, because today, some of you don't realize this, our, our pastor uh, of BCM actually normally preaches live every week in that room. Whatever message we're doing, he's taking it and, uh, and preaching it live over there. But today, they are actually joining us online. Can we give them a round of applause? To all of our BCM Mandarin-speaking folks, Dijon Zime Pingan, so great to have you. I know this is being translated, and we're so glad that you're joining us. Uh, and uh, man, it is um, man, it's just a great day. This past week. Um, everything that uh, has taken place, I mean, since Easter has been amazing, but everything that took place during Holy Week was just incredible. If you came to church for the first time last week, we're checking us out online for the first time last week, and you're back this week. We're so glad that you are here. Holy Week was just amazing, you all. Uh, it, it started off for us around here on Thursday with our Maundy Thursday services that we did. And for many of you, you came. We had those here as well as at Blackhawk Fitchburg. First time that Maundy Thursday services were happening there since COVID, and uh, really first time ever. And, uh, and man, they were just amazing. We were able to invite some other churches, uh, people from other churches coming to be a part of those with us. And then on Friday, for Good Friday, we had the chance to be able to go over and be a part of High Point's Good Friday service that they were doing at noon. We were invited to partner with them. A couple of our pastors were up front and helping with that service. And then Good Friday evening, um, we had the chance to be able to work with and host the African-American Council of Churches in their Good Friday service that they had. We had the chance to be able to partner our own Koye McNair. Uh, PC was over there and leading a team for worship. And uh, man, it was just an unbelievable evening. And then Easter, oh man, it, <laughs> it was just unbelievable at all sites, downtown Fitchburg, here at Brader Way, the amount of people that came out, the amount of new people that were coming to check things out. It was just incredible. And uh, I had the chance to be able to, um, to share the gospel in that message um, as I rode a stationary bike. Uh, I actually had, some of you don't know this, I changed my shirt three times during that service. So during those services in between from getting sweaty, so there you go. Uh, but the amazing thing that happened in that service, I had the chance to share the gospel. And uh, you all, there, there were 60 people who, who let us know that they had placed their faith in Jesus for the very first time. How amazing is that? You know, I that's <laughs> and uh, and so to my Blackhawk Church family, for all of you, I know that for a lot of you, you helped in all kinds of different ways during Holy Week to make everything happen. You jumped in to be able to serve, and I just can't thank you enough. 
And uh, I mean, for all the ways that you contributed, that you're a part of our family and just lock arms to be able to do what we do. For those of you who give on a regular basis around here, thank you so much. Because look, there is something that happens. There's something that happens, family, when we, when we bring our, our time our resources, our energy as a community together, we lock arms and we lay that before God and he just takes it and multiplies it. And, uh, and he does that not for the sake of lifting the name of Blackhawk Church high, but for lifting the name of Jesus high, amen? I mean, we are a small part in the big C church of everything that God is doing in the world and transforming people's lives by helping them to see who Jesus truly is. And we get to play a role in that. And, uh, and just as senior pastor here, I just, I love our church. I love seeing what God does through our community. So thank you. And look, if, if you call Blackhawk Church home and you haven't found a place yet to serve or haven't gotten into the game with us, we just welcome you to be a part of it. We would love to have you in with us as we have a chance to be able to continue to help people understand who Jesus truly is. It really is just an honor. So for those of you who are back this week because of Easter this past week, just to catch you up a little bit, we are in the middle of a series called Live This Book, where since September, we have been going through the story of the Bible. The, the last handful of weeks, we've taken a look at the life of Jesus. And uh, last week, Easter, Jesus rose from the grave. And after he rose from the grave, he spent some time, he appeared to a lot of his followers during that time, teaching them. And uh, one of the big messages that he shared with them, Matthew 28, is uh, go into the world and share the gospel, preach the gospel, make disciples of all people, and I'm with you always. It's after that in the book of Acts that we see after Jesus has gone back to heaven, ascended back to heaven, that the Holy Spirit comes down onto the followers of Jesus who are gathered together, and it is the beginning of the church as they speak in different languages in this moment, multicultural church that starts in that moment, and that really connects the story all the way to us because we continue to be a part of that legacy, of what took place, of that movement that took place at that time. And so we start into a new section of this, this series that we are going through called The Empowered Church today. And, uh, and that's where we're starting off. Next week, we're talking about where the empowerment comes from with the Holy Spirit. But today, I thought, oh, it could be good for us to be able just to talk about the church. What does it mean to be the church? And I thought I could stand up here and give a message on what it means to be the church, but I thought instead, I would have somebody come and join me on stage. Uh, this person on our staff team, she is a pastor on our staff team. She thinks about what it means to be the church, my guess is more than anyone else on our staff team. And uh, she is just a, a great communicator and a great leader. And um, she, for, for some of you, you know her, she is up here on a regular basis, kind of leading us in our live services as well as for online. Uh, she also is one of the two people who leads our podcast, Next Steps, along with Chris Kopp. And um, she actually had the chance to be able to teach us for our Worship Where You Are week, the week right after Christmas, where we gather all together wherever we are online. And she was the one who brought the message that week. And I am so excited for you to have the chance to be able to hear her. So at all sites, all venues, online, all of us together, can you help me right now in welcoming to the stage Miss Tiffany Malloy? Hey. Hi. How you doing? Good. Good. Oh, this is fun, this Tiff. Is fun. Thanks so much for being willing to do this. Yeah. I really appreciate it. So, 
Okay, we're gonna dive into a lot of stuff, but um, for, for a decent amount of our crowd, they might not know you. Can yeah. you just share a little bit of your yeah. story? Sure, well, you guys, I'm excited to be here talking about a topic that I really love. So a little bit about me, um, I'm originally from the Midwest. I grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, Missouri. And I went to uh, the University of Missouri, Columbia for my undergrad. I studied middle school math education. Uh, it was there, I know, right? Uh, it was there <laughs> that I met my husband, Jake, who was also studying math education. Um, and so, listen, y'all, I don't know if any math nerds out there, but we started dating on Pi Day, like March 14th. Oh. <laughs> I know, so oh, sweet. Oh, that is so it's a match adorable made in heaven. and it was dorky at the it's same so time. Dorky, so dorky, That's amazing. Yeah, so, uh, so Jake and I, we got married right out of college. Um, and so we've been married for about 18 years. Uh, we have four kids. So this is a picture from last weekend from Easter. So Asante, he's my oldest. He is 15. Uh, next to him is Ali, who is 14. And then in the front, we have Anaya and Ada, who are 10 and 12. So That's awesome. Yeah. We also. Yes, I was going to say, yes. there's another member there's of There's another the member of our family. Her name is Lily, and she is our two-year-old pandemic dog. So oh. I'm sure some of you also, maybe. Any other pandemic dog people? Yes, we a need few. to start a support a group for yeah, all yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. it's great. Yeah, so, so we moved here to Madison in 2013 because my husband, uh, Jake, was starting his PhD program at UW in education policy. And so actually, when we moved here, guys, we had no intention of staying like a minute longer than we needed to. But we just fell in love with Madison. We fell in love with what God is doing here at Blackhawk Church. And so a few years back when Jake graduated, we decided that we were just going to stay. And so now Madison is our home. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you've been on staff for a, a, a decent amount of years, yeah. Yeah. but can you share with people a little bit of your own faith journey and how you came to the place of going from middle school math major to stepping into full-time vocational ministry. Sure. Yeah. So I didn't really grow up in a family uh, who went to church very often. Uh, so God wasn't really a big part of my life. But um, the summer before fifth grade, that all changed. So we went to, we moved to a new town. And my first friend, her name was Katie. Uh, Katie invited me to go to church with her. And I wanted some friends. And so I said yes. And that was really, honestly, one of the best decisions of my life because it was there in that small church that I um, got to know Jesus and, and put my trust in him. I got baptized in sixth grade. And then over the course of middle school and high school, um, I was a part of that community, um, part of that youth group. Uh, then went off to college, eventually got involved in a campus ministry there, which, oh my gosh, that was honestly one of the most formative times uh, mm. in my faith journey. And, mm. and it, was, it was my senior year, and the campus pastor, he kind of pulled me aside and said, he said, hey, Tiff, like, what would you think about coming on staff after you graduate? Wow. And I was like, well, I'm supposed to be teaching middle schoolers math, so <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but something about it just seemed right. And so I ended up going on staff uh, for three years and um, loved it. Like, I just remember saying out loud to people, I can't believe this is a job. Like, this is so much fun. I just felt like I was really in my element. And so I think it was during that time that I really began to feel like, oh, maybe maybe there's something else. Maybe hmm. maybe God's calling me to, to do this yeah. instead of teaching middle yeah. schoolers math. Um, and so kind of wrestling with that calling for a couple of years. And then in 2011, um, well, I think it was 20, yeah, 2009, 
I ended up um, going to seminary. And so uh, in 2011 is when I graduated with my master's in Christian leadership from Asbury Theological Seminary, which is in Wilmore, Kentucky. And so, yeah, we got a little picture. So my kids were tiny. Oh my gosh, you guys, I can barely remember these years. Um, And so it was, and then after that, um, as you can see, my kids were small. And so I did a few other things in higher ed, but mostly I decided to stay at home with my kids uh, until I came on staff here in 2016. Wow. So, okay, you come on staff here and then your your position's changed a handful of times. You are now the pastor of spiritual formation. So... My guess is, is that there are people who are listening right now who have no idea what that means. Yeah. So can you fill people in a little bit on sure. what your position looks like? Totally. I mean, right, so the term spiritual formation might be a little unfamiliar, um, but basically it's the idea of discipleship, the idea of making disciples. So, so when we put our trust in Jesus, uh, we start a relationship with God. And, and so over our lifetime, the Holy Spirit kind of works in our life little by little to transform us more and more into the image of God, and honestly, into who God has created us um, to be. And so, so my team, um, what we do here at Blackhawk, the, the spiritual formation team, this is what we're thinking about all the time. And so a lot of what we do really is around the idea of group life, um, community groups, Blackhawk Bible study, and the new courses that we're a part of, because, because we believe that really so much of how we're formed is in community with other people. And so, um, so our team, we are trying to create opportunities and um, environments and tools where people can really connect with God and connect with each other. Because we know that, right, when we are seen and known and loved, that God does some of his best work in our lives. Yeah. So, and then and then here, so me and, and my role, one of the things that I do, right, I wake up every day thinking about who we're becoming as a church, right? So how is God inviting us to grow relationally and spiritually? You know, where are we getting stuck along the way? And then what can I do to kind of help us get unstuck? Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so Tiff, let's dive into some of that because today we are starting into this this new section of this series that we've been in, uh, the Empowered Church. And I think that for a lot of us, like we think in our minds about going to church. We're here at church right now. Some people are watching church right now online. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like what does scripture have to say about the church And like, how does that apply really into our lives? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that, Matt, because that is something that we talk about around here, that that the church isn't a building that we go to or it's not something that we do together. It's actually people, right? It's a a community. And so in scripture, actually, the church is talked about in a number of different ways, but one of the big ones is um, the church as the body of Christ. And so I'm guessing for a lot of us, that idea isn't super new, right? That's something that we've heard before. Um, Maybe you're familiar with kind of the classic uh, 1 Corinthians 12 passage uh, where Paul is talking to the church in Corinth, and he says, you guys, you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. And so actually, this metaphor is one that Paul uses to a variety of churches um, throughout Hmm. the New Testament. And so if you've been following along with what we've been doing, going through the story of the Bible, this metaphor actually kind of makes sense. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I think the two weeks leading up to Easter, uh, Pastor Charles Yu, he was talking to us about the cross. And so one of the things that he said is that the cross is the means by which we are each united with Christ. And so so if that's true, then right, if I, when I place my trust in Jesus, I'm united with Christ, you place your trust in Jesus, you are united with Christ, then all of a sudden, we are all kind of, we're united with Christ together. We're kind of smushed 
together, it, right, with the body with him. And so, um, so when Paul is writing to these different churches, uh, he's using this idea as the body of Christ really as a foundation for helping us, helping them to understand who they were and then how they're supposed to live this life together. Hmm. Um, because the reality is these churches honestly were kind of a mess, right? I mean, they were yeah. divided in a lot of different ways. I mean, we have to have grace for them because they were just, you know, trying to figure Brand it out. New. Brand new, trying to figure it out. But, right, so they were divided over, over social class. They were divided over ethnicity. They were divided over gender. People were thinking that other people were better than that, right? I mean, it was, it was honestly a mess. And so, so Paul's coming in and he's kind of like the alignment guy, right? So he's jumping in. He's helping people get back on track and writing these letters and, and, and visiting these churches. And so, one of the big ways that he does this, helps them to understand who they are, is by sharing with them that they are the body of Christ. Mm, yeah, that's so good. Okay, so Tiff, I think that for a lot of us, we have heard this idea yeah. of um, Paul talking about us as, as the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. I love the picture, us all being smushed, smushed together. together. Mm-hmm. That, like, that's really uncomfortable <laughs> thinking about, uncomfortable, and yet yeah. the reality of yeah. what he's talking about. So yeah. when we think of that idea of the body of Christ, okay, here we are, Um, a multi-site church in Dane County with lots of people who are watching us online. Those are not the things that Paul was thinking about Mm -hmm. when he was writing about this. So that whole idea of the body, what are the implications for us today where we are as the church in 2023? Yeah, yeah. I do. I mean, I do think this is a great question. Like that, uh, we could have a whole series on this. (laughs) If you're in a community group, that could be a really fun question for you to talk about this week. Um, But honestly, maybe I'd want to share a couple of of passages, actually even diving into this a little bit more, um, because I think we can learn a lot from from what this means for us today. So, I mean, looking back in in the the book of Romans, right, Paul is talking uh, to the church of Rome, and and he's talking to them about about who they are. He says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, Mm. and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So, Mm. right, we're learning that, gosh, we belong to each other. Uh, Later in in the book of Corinthians, Paul says, but God has put the body together, so there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for one another. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it, right? So he's telling, showing us how interconnected the body is. Mm. And then finally, guys, this one is my favorite. Uh, In the book of Ephesians, uh, Paul says this. He says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And so I think for us, one of the biggest implications is that just as the church was really challenged to see themselves in a different way, I think, I think we're challenged to see ourselves in a different way as Blackhawk Church. Um, so listen, I want people to do something a little strange, okay? You guys ready for me? Ready for this? Okay, I want everybody to take a minute and to look around at the people sitting next to you in front of you. I mean, I'm serious, this, y'all. You are not playing. Come on, yeah. downtown, Fishburne, awkward. across the hallway. This is awkward. It's supposed to be awkward. Look you around. You realize we're mostly people who are like Midwestern I nice know, and like you're I making know. people like step into bubbles. This they don't good. want to. This All is good. All sites and venues. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you you're guys, online right now, yep, you're you still doing, doing that it. with the people, whoever you're watching with. Yeah, totally. And you guys, you guys are smushed together in the body of Christ 
together, right? Like, like Paul tells us that the person four rows down from you belongs to you and you belong to them. Like, what does that even mean? A little bit creepy, actually, if you think about it, right? <laughs> yeah. This should be blowing our minds. But you guys, here's the thing. When Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, he created something entirely new, something that didn't, hasn't, hadn't ever existed in the world, right? So like who we are as a church, guys, we are not an association, right? We're not an organization. Mm. We are not yes. a club. We are definitely not a business. We are a community of Christ followers. And, and honestly, not just any kind of community, but a community that Paul says that is interconnected to one another, who's responsible for one another, whose flourishing depends on one another. And so, man, I think if we just got that as a church, if we really saw ourselves in this new way, man, I think watch out. That is a church on mission. Man, okay, so I couldn't agree with you more but so for people here who are wondering practically, like, what does that look like? Yeah. Okay, so like you've just made people uncomfortable and look Sorry. at each other. <laughs> but we're like, what, what, practically, what are we supposed to do with that yeah. as a church? Yeah, right. So, I mean, practically what this looks like here wow. at Blackhawk Church, um, group life, honestly, is a huge part of how we do this, of how we get to know people in a deeper way. And so we have a, we have a saying around here. Uh, maybe you've heard it transformation or life change happens best in circles, not in rows, right? Mm. So what we're doing here on Sunday morning, it is important. It is an important part of our spiritual formation. It is, it is forming us in really interesting and good ways. But, yes. but the transformation that happens, you're sitting in a circle with somebody, sitting across, and there you're, you're showing yourself, you're showing them who you are, and they love you anyway. You guys, that kind of, of, of community, that is transformational in our lives. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. I mean, when I think about, so for my wife, Rachel, and I, we mm -hmm. have been in, we, as you're talking about groups, we have been in many different community groups. We call them community groups now. We used to call them life groups. Before that, they were just small groups. We have been in so many different groups. We're in one right now that meets on Sunday evenings. And those groups over the years have been massively mm -hmm. transformative for yeah, us. Yeah, totally. Me too. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, right? If, if there's not many places in the world where you're able to show up and, and to be your full self and you're loved anyway, right? So the, the, the amount of grace and love that, that we receive from each other, and oh, man, it really is transformational. So that is our hope, is that every single person who is a part of Blackhawk Church would have the opportunity for them to be able to, to be in a group with people, to, to, have, to be able to look across, be real, be open, be honest, um, whether that be in a community group, whether that be in Blackhawk Bible study or a care group, or, or honestly, we don't even care, like an unofficial group, right? Just some people you pull together where you're real and honest and pointing each other towards Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I I just can't, I can't agree with you more. You know, when I, so, okay, I am, I'm the senior pastor of Blackhawk Church. Tiff, you're a pastor here mm -hmm. at Blackhawk Church, but I, I mean, like before I was Pastor Matt, I was just Matt, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and being Matt, is it can be a difficult place to be able to find people you can just be that way. Yeah. My life in reality, I mean, I'm, I still struggle with sin. My life can be a mess. Rachel can I, and I can have struggles in our marriage. And we, like, we need a place where we can just go and just be us and be with people who accept us just as ourselves to where I can take off the pastor mantle and, and be able to just be Matt. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I think that for all of us, one of the hurdles of, um, of being in church, not just big church, but church, one of the hurdles is we, 
we can put on masks, where we can come into the sites and the places that we are right now and, and feel like everyone else has it all together. And so we need to look like we have it all together. And there can be an element where we don't let people into the reality of our lives. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's so important to yeah. be able to have those kind of spaces. Sure. I mean, that's just, and that's just one mm -hmm. of the hurdles yeah. that we deal with as a church. Yeah. So, I mean, can you think of others, other yeah, hurdles? That totally. I mean, I, there are probably a ton, right? <laughs> but, um, but maybe a couple that I'd want, I'd want to um, touch on this morning. So the first one, maybe you've experienced this, especially if you're newer around here, but we can kind of be a big, we can be a big church, right? Across all sides, all venues. And sometimes it's tricky to find your people. I mean, that is something that we have heard um, our team over and over again, like, oh, I just, you know, I'm trying, but I just can't find my people. And so um, maybe that's where you're at right now. And so maybe I'd give a little encouragement to you. Um, the first thing is that like, hey, we, we know this. Like sometimes people come to us and say, that's kind of hard. I'm like, we totally know. So our team, we are trying to do everything we can to help to make that process easier. Um, but the second thing I would say is that, you know, sometimes I think we are so hungry or desiring to, to get deep into those relationships so so fast that they would kind of forget how long it takes, mm. right? So, I mean, a while back, I came across some research about how adults make friends, which I thought was interesting and really resonated. Um, so this research kind of it had three tiers of friendship. So a casual friendship, a real friendship, and then a good friendship. So to kind of be these casual friendships with each other, it took about 50 hours of face-to-face -face wow. time with somebody, right? To get to this real friendship where you're like, yeah, they're actually my friend, 90 hours. And then to get to this level of like, you are my good friend, it's going to take about 200 hours of wow. FaceTime. And so this is a process that we really can't microwave. Like I wish, I wish that we could, but, but honestly we can't. So maybe I would say, gosh, have some grace for yourself, right? This is going to take time. Have some proper expectations that it's going to take time of showing up over and over and over again and getting your time in in order for you to really find your people uh, here at Blackhawk. And maybe the second thing I would say is that so it takes time, but it also takes intentionality, right? So if mm -hmm. I can just encourage you, man, show up consistently to the places, to groups, to courses, right? Like, feel free to invite people to go out to lunch with you, go out to dinner, you know, join a rec team together, a sports rec team. And um, all that can yeah. be so hard because, yes. I mean, there is a sense, I don't know about any of you, like, you yeah. can feel like you're, like, back in middle school at the lunch table, hoping that someone's going to come yeah. sit with you, you know, it's I mean, really there's true. that element to it. But that's normal. So maybe if you're feeling like that, it's totally normal. And so welcome to Blackhawk Church. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, Tiff, you put the challenge out there for us to be people who step outside of our comfort zone, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, invite people to your own middle school lunch table. Yes. So, okay, but I'm going to push back on that a mm -hmm. little bit because it can be easy for a pastor to sit up here and make that challenge. Yeah. But where have you experienced oh that? You guys, okay, so back in... 2013, my family and I moved to Madison, right? We were not on staff at any church. And we, you guys, we knew nobody moving here. So we knew, no, we had no family. We had no friends. We felt like we were starting at ground zero. Um, my kids were, we had four kids, six and under. I was a stay-at-home mom. Man, those days got long fast, not having any other adults. And so I remember, you know, we had been a part of Blackhawk Church pretty quickly. We, had, we started coming here to braid away. Um, so we would just kind of come in, you know, do our thing and then leave. And, you know, after a few months, we were like, gosh, we can't do this anymore. We've got to find some people. And so we, you know, heard an announcement from the stage. If you want to find your people, join a community group. And so we joined a community group. So actually, we have a picture of our first community group. You guys, gosh, these people... 
they really helped us find a place of home here at Blackhawk. Mm. So um, I wish I could tell you like stories of just how, um, how each of these families really helped us through just like difficult, trying times. And in some ways, you're really similar. And in some ways, you're really different. And so this community, it took time to build. I mean, I remember the awkwardness where you show up at somebody's house and you're like, I don't know these people. Like, I don't even know if they like me. Like, you leave and you're under your right. You're driving home and you're like, I don't think they like me. Like, I don't know. Should I quit? I don't know. Um, but you guys, but that's normal. That's a part of, it's part of the process. And actually, um, I think there's only two other families that are still here at Blackhawk. So this is back in 2013. Yeah. Um, I think this is 2015. And uh, so we've been in several community groups since then. Uh, but this group in particular really helped us make that place of home. Yeah. You know, I mean, Rachel and I have had the same experience. And, and with the transience of Dane County and people who move here for the university or for jobs for a season of time, and then they're gone, they come for a degree and they're gone, there can be a sense of... It's not just you're in and you're set for the rest of the time you're yeah. here, but you kind of have to go through this process probably a few times yeah. as different people move away. Yeah. That is a massive right. hurdle. Yeah, so, okay, what are other hurdles that we might deal yeah. with? Yeah, so I think that kind of leads us to the second one, and it's that community is messy, right? Relationships are just hard, and I don't have to tell anybody else that we are all in relationships. All of we, we know what that we know what that means. So, um, but like how we've seen it here in Blackhawk. So, um, in the group world in particular, right? Sometimes I'll have um, leaders kind of email me, text me, call me, and say, "Hey, listen, like." There's this thing that happened, you know, in my group, somebody joined, they were kind of new, but then, you know, somebody else like shared a perspective that I don't think somebody else appreciated. And so they haven't, they haven't come back. Like, and I'm emailing them and they're just like ghosting me. I think that's what the kids say. Ghosting me? <laughs> is, is that, that the, right? Is that the, I think that's what the kids say. Right. And so instead of like doing the hard work of like, hey, I'm going to ask more questions about that. Hey, I'm going to move towards that conflict. I'm going to have, um, I'm going to try to understand where that person is coming from. I'm going to believe that like we can still be in a group even if we don't believe everything that each other believes. And so, um, but I think we're in a cultural moment where it just makes it, for just, it's a little bit easier to leave yeah. these days, right? To kind of yeah. abandon, abandon relationships. And so, man, I just want to say, you guys, we are the body of Christ. We don't get to do that. Like maybe mm. other people do, but but we don't because the Bible says that like, we, are, we belong to each other. We are connected together. We, our flourishing depends on one another. And so, um, you guys, we are going to have different perspectives. We are going to have different opinions. We are going to irritate each other, uh, right? It's, it, it's not all like bows and rainbows, but you guys, the way that we love each other, get to love each other when it doesn't make sense, and maybe yeah. especially when it doesn't make sense, you guys, that, man, that shines so brightly in a culture like ours. And I really think that it shows the love of Jesus to those around us. Yeah, really what you're saying there, I mean, is the element of like our, our differences is what makes our community rich. It's true. And it can be so easy. I think the natural tendency for any of us is to, is to spend time to hang out with people who are just like us. There's this magnetic effect that we have. We're drawn to people like us, but there's something like just deep and rich and Christ-like when even in spite of our differences, yeah. We love each other yeah. deeply. Yeah. So, okay, other hurdles. Yeah, maybe it's one more that I would talk about. This is another one of those cultural things where I think, you know, because of the culture we live in, which is like fine, right? We just have to be aware of it, is that it's so easy to be consumers, right? I mean, I know that's easy for me, right? Especially, 
and I mean, in all areas of life, but, it's, but especially, you know, when it comes to the church. So there is an expectation, right, sometimes that, man, I want to come to a church service that kind of works well for my schedule, whether it be online or in person, a different mm-hmm. size, right? Or, yep. man, I'm feeling like gospel music today. I'm going to go to gospel fusion or, you know, I'm feeling like this or that. But, but you guys, here's honestly the thing is that the church, it's not a, it's not a product, mm-hmm. right, right? The church is a people. And like what we're doing here is not something to be consumed. Mm. And so, gosh, that's, that's a challenge for us, right? That's, yes. a, that's a new mentality to go from this like consumeristic um, mindset to a, to a contributor mindset. And so like, mm. what could that look like for us, yeah. right? So maybe it means, I mean, I have some friends over on Gospel Fusion. They've done this. They've been talking to me about this. Um, they, they said, you know what? We're going to show up on Sunday mornings at this, at this venue, at this time. We're going to sit in this area, and we're going to begin to get to know the people around us, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's one way. Um, another example, I'm thinking about, um, you know, you coming to the church gathering with, with maybe a little bit of a different mentality. So maybe instead of like, hey, I wonder how good the sermon's going to be today, or, you know, when am I going to get out of it? But, but actually, it's like, hey, Lord, like, would you open my eyes? Would you help me? to see somebody today that you want me to talk to hmm. or that you want me to encourage? Like, would you, would you help me to see the people around me? I think about, if I think about Tony and Kate at Blackhawk Downtown. Mm. Tony and Kate, they are a couple in their 60s and they love college students. And so it is not unusual for them to be meeting a couple college students um, on a Sunday morning and then inviting them out to go out for lunch afterwards. You realize Tony and Kate are gonna have like a Tony line of college Kate. students now. They're yeah. like, where are they? Where are they? Who? Free where? meal, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I, I would if I would far across with Um, Or I even think about, um, there's a couple here that I'm beginning to get to know. And we were out in the atrium the other day. They're pretty new. And they're talking. And we were talking about our love for board games. And, you know, I shared, hey, we, like our family, we love cooperative board games in particular. Because then you play it and nobody fights. It's really good. Um, and they were like, you know what? No, shut up. Like, we actually just bought a new cooperative game. And it's in our car. Can we just can we go get it? And can you like borrow it? Because I bet you're going to love it, right? And so it's like, it's little, but it's these things that really help you to connect with one another and to build um, that kind of community. And so, and maybe, okay, so I know I'm talking a lot, but I would say the third thing, maybe another way that we can kind of move from this consumeristic to contributor mentality is this idea of serving, hmm. right? Of like getting in the game with our, with, with our gifts. Because um, here's the thing, we are all each year a part of the body of Christ and God has gifted us with a purpose. What we see in scripture that, Every one of us has a part to play. And if we don't play it, you guys, we can't be who God wants us to be and do what God wants us to do in this city unless we are all using those gifts that the Holy Spirit has Mm. given us. And so um, that would be another way. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, so much of what you've talked about so far in that last section was about us being in person. I mean, what about for online people? Yeah, I mean, gosh, I know, gosh, some of you guys are doing this. I mean, I know some people are online, right, because y'all maybe have health issues or you're not living in the area. And um, man, but I know some of you are in online community groups and some of you are leading and serving in different ways online. I think of, I think of Gretty and John. Mm. So Gretty and John, over these past couple of years, they have led a community group from their RV. So they travel around to different places and they just lead their community group online from it's their amazing. RV. And they have amazing stories of people all over the world, and I'm not even exaggerating, but all over the world joining in and being Blackhawk Church together um, in that way, which I yeah. think is incredible. Yeah, regardless yeah. if we're hearing about groups from everywhere from Pennsylvania to Prairie du Sac, mm-hmm. Prairie du Sac you know, I, like just hearing the ways of people gathering together. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. It's and, really amazing. And you know, I know that some people are joining online for different reasons, right? So just acknowledge Man, some of you are online because 
y'all don't even know about it. Like, you're not sure about us. You're not sure if you trust us. You don't even know about this God thing. You're not sure. This is just like an easy way to dip your toe in the water, see what's going on. And so I just wanna say, hey, welcome to Black Ark Church. We are so glad that you're here. And uh, man, if there's anything that we can do uh, to, to help out with that, that'd be, that we, we'd love to come alongside you. Um, but maybe I would say there's kind of a, maybe a third group okay. of people online. And so, man, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what I'd wanna say is, and maybe it's time to, to show up here on Sunday mornings, to get involved in community, to, to use your gifts, you guys. Because like I said, we, gosh, we can't be who God wants us to be or do what God wants us to do without you getting in the game. And so that would be maybe my challenge to you. Tiff, this is so good. Okay, so wrapping up. Yeah. If, if you were, obviously, you think a lot about Blackhawk Church what do you dream about yeah. for our church? Yeah. Like, what are the hopes that you have for, mm -hmm. for our church and the direction that we would move? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys, we're a part of Black Rock Church, my family and I, because we, gosh, we love what God is doing here. We love this community and we see how God is working. And I also believe that, man, that God has more for us as a community, as mm. we are all engaging in communities, we're all getting to know one another, as we're loving each other and caring for one another, as we are using our gifts. Um, I really believe that that continues to help us to be the church that God desires us to be because, you guys, I really believe that the empowered church is the hope of the world. And so um, what we're doing here, it is important work. And so if you're not in the game, man, I would just challenge you, if you're not in community, today is the day that you can join a community group, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, man, get to know some people. Start, start revealing who you are to people and, and, and then learn, gosh, that you are so loved and you're so cared for and there's space for you here at Blackhawk. Um, or if you're not serving, I would say today's the day to, to start discovering the gifts that God has put yeah. inside of you because, man, y'all, God has some good work for you here. And it's, it's as we serve, gosh, we are transformed as well. And so, um, and actually, so we have an opportunity even now, um, there's a number that they're gonna put on the screen. And so y'all can like slowly take out your phones and text next to the number on your screens. Um, there's gonna be an option for you whether you wanna maybe find community or you wanna start serving. Um, honestly, this isn't a super like common time for us to start community groups, but our team, we're, we're dreaming about this day. We're praying about this day. We're thinking about everybody who's not involved yet. And we wanna do whatever we can. Um, to help you get connected to your community. Man. Oh, man, this has been so good. Hey, you all, can we just take a moment, all sites and venues, just to thank Tiffany so for coming, sharing everything it is. Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me just say, you know, I mean, there was a lot of challenge that, that Tiffany put out there. Uh, but I want us all for a minute just uh, to stop and think like, what could happen if we got this right? Mm. Like, we're a large church. You know, I know that for some sites, you might not feel that large because, you know, you're in a small room or, or one of the venues that we're at here, it might not feel that big. But altogether, we are, we're a big community of people. What would it look like if we all got this right? To where we found places where we could honestly just be ourselves. We could bring our real self, not our mask self. We could get outside of our comfort zone and build these type of, relationships. Imagine what it would do to our personal lives. Imagine what it would do to us as, as friends, as coworkers, as families, the ways that it could affect our lives. Imagine the impact that that could have in our communities, in our neighborhoods, like, like around Dane County. Mm 
as we have a chance to be able to, to live together and to serve one another. The impact of what it could do to help other people understand who Jesus is could be massive. And uh, so I just wanna encourage you if, you, if you're new around here, if you've been coming and being a fly on the wall, jump in the game with us. Mm -hmm. We would love to help you in this journey as we all figure out more what it means to live in the grace of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So Tiff, I'm wondering if I can put you on the spot yeah. right here and just ask you to, to pray for our church. I'd love to, yes. Yeah. Uh, so God, uh, I thank you for this community. God, I thank you for this body that you have placed together. And as I think about each person in this room and online and different venues, God, man, I, gosh, I'm so excited about how you have created them and what, the ways that you have gifted them, Lord. And, and so, God, I pray that you would help us to become, continue to become the body, mm. God, that you desire for us to be, Lord. I pray, um, God, our hands are open. We, we gosh, we want to love each other well. Uh, we want to know each other. We want to extend grace and love to each other, Lord, because we know Gosh, Lord, it's through us that you that you work in our lives and you work in each other's lives. And so, God, I pray that in these coming days and weeks, Lord, that you would continue to make us into a body who is, um, gosh, who loves you and who is reaching this city and this country and this world with the gospel, mm. Father, because that, that is what we desire to be and be desired to do. And so, Lord, thanks for this morning to be able um, to talk about this really important topic. Mm. And so it's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen.